No matter where we live, what job we have, what people we associate with, stress is inevitable. This message is the first in the series, Peace In, Peace Out. The message is entitled, Adjusting Your Perspective. Here is Pastor Dale O'Shields. Well, welcome to this weekend at Church of the Redeemer. We're so glad that you've joined us online for our service this weekend. We're uh, very grateful for you and we're praying for you. You know, it's a challenging time for all of us as we're going through this season, but we believe that God is working in all of our lives in a good way and we're trusting that you'll hold on to the peace that's found in Him. And that's actually what I want to talk about this weekend in our message time together. I want to share out of a very, very familiar passage. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the 23rd Psalm. And in just a few moments, we're going to take a look at the very first verse only today and focus on that as, as we're asking God to speak to us in a very real way. Uh, the series I'm going to be doing for the next couple of weeks is called Peace In, Peace Out. You know, it's really extremely important to realize that you can't give something that you don't have. It's only when you possess something that you're able actually to transmit that to someone else. And that's why you need peace into your life before peace can come out of your life. And one of the things that we're all experiencing right now is something called stress. We're all going through this kind of stressful period, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of turmoil around us, a lot of bad news that seems to be coming our way. And so what do we do in stressful times? How do we handle the stressful times of life? It's extremely important to realize that stress can work for you or stress can work against you. If stress is working against you, it's because we get overwhelmed with it. I've been there many times in my life, I'm sure you have as well. Moments when stress is overwhelming you and weighing you down and anxiety is just attacking you in significant ways and it just brings disability to your life. It keeps you sort of paralyzed in some way. But when stress works for us, it works in the way that allows us to grow, to develop, to actually become more of the person that God wants us to be. Actually, this, this whole dynamic of stress and its impact upon us is seen all through the Bible. As we see in Psalm chapter 31, verse 9, listen to what the psalmist said, Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Notice it's not stress, it's distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. Do you see the effects of distress on your life? It causes you to wither away. And again, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus described the impact of stress on our lives. In this passage, uh, Matthew 4, Mark chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, the seed, cast in, the seed cast in the weeds represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress, notice this statement from the message paraphrase, the stress strangles what they heard and nothing comes out of it. What he's talking about there is how we get God's word in us, but sometimes in, when we have the word in us, worry actually strangles it from producing fruit in our lives. And so worry, stress, distress can have a very negative impact upon us. We can choose to let it overwhelm us or we can choose to grow through it. And in fact, in the book of Psalms again, in the 23rd Psalm, we have a passage of scripture where we actually see the Psalmist David going through a very stressful time in his life. In fact, the Bible is full of stories of people who went through really tough times. And sometimes in going through, the, through those tough times, they had to make their way through and learn to get on the other side of their stress. See, God doesn't expect you to have your life together all the time. There are moments that all of us feel like we're sort of falling apart. But there's always a way that we can come out if we'll look in the right direction and do the right things. And so I want to talk today about David and his life and how he did one very important thing in a time of significant stress that actually started making a difference for him. And that one thing was learning how to adjust 
his perspective. Let me give you a little background on the 23rd Psalm. You perhaps know it well, the Lord is my shepherd. We're going to look at that in just a moment. But this phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, this Psalm came out of a very, very tough time in David's life. It came out of a time when David actually was being threatened by his very own son. Absalom, his son, had decided to rebel against David, his father. And Absalom, his son, was trying to take the kingdom away from his father, David. There's a lot of background to that story that we don't have time to go into today. But, but in that background of the story, here's this Absalom uh, young man who's saying, I'm going to take the kingdom from you, David, my father, and, and, and I'm going to take over. And so David felt the stress of losing his position, losing his opportunity to remain as king of Israel. And in the midst of this, actually, it became so serious, so very serious that actually David had to flee from Jerusalem to protect his very own life. Let me give you a story, actually a part of the story in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, and we'll also read verse 30, because I want you to really get the setting of what's going on here with David, and, and actually the significance then, based upon the setting, the significance of the 23rd Psalm. 2 Samuel 15, verses 13 and 14, a messenger soon arrived in Jerusalem to tell David, all Israel has joined Absalom in a conspiracy against you. Can you imagine getting those news, that news as, a, as the king of Israel? Now all of Israel, everybody's joined together with your son to take the kingdom away from you. And then the messenger continues by saying, then we must flee at once or it will be too late. David urged his men, hurry, if we get out of the city before Absalom arrives, both we and the city of Jerusalem will be spared from disaster. And so David realizes we've got to make a move now. This is a serious situation that we've got to do something about. His inner worry and anxiety is now driving him out of the city of Jerusalem. Then in verse, 50, uh, verse 30 of 2 Samuel 15, same chapter, David walked up the road to the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went. His head was covered and his feet were bare as a sign of mourning. And the people who were with him covered their heads and wept as they climbed the hill. So can you get that picture in your mind with me today? Here's David. He's an amazing king, incredible king. And now his son is trying to take the kingdom from him. And they realize we've got to leave Jerusalem or Absalom's going to come into the city and not only kill David, but also make a wreck of the city. So David decides in the midst of his distress that he's going to actually leave the city. He walks out weeping. He's barefooted. He's showing the mourning that he has for this situation. He is in tremendous distress. And as he's going out of the city, walking through the Kidron Valley, he moves out into the territory of the wilderness. And in the territory of the wilderness, this was a territory that David was very familiar with. He knew the wilderness. He had been raised, if you will, in the wilderness as a, as a young shepherd boy. So he's now back in, in, in territory that takes him back in his mind for many, many years. And in the midst of that, that he pens the words that you and I are very familiar with in the 23rd Psalm. He says this, the very, very first word, let me read for you from the NIV translation, then we'll also look at it from the New Living Translation. It says, the Lord, David declares, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Here is David in a moment when he's in great, great distress. He's, he's actually broken hearted. He's losing his kingdom, he feels. He's not sure what's going to happen to his future. He's losing relationship, has actually by this time has lost relationship with his dear son that he loved. And now in this moment, he's saying, what am I going to do? How can I handle the stress that I'm under right now? And out in that wilderness, again, very familiar territory to David. He'd been a shepherd boy for many years. And he's back out in the wilderness again. And he writes these words, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I want. How did things change for David? 
Well, things changed for David when David's perspective changed. See, on the way out of Jerusalem, through the Kidron Valley, up into the wilderness area, David now is having to think about what really matters in his life. He's having to think about, how do I get through this? How do I handle what I'm going through right now? And his mind went back to the reality of what it meant to be a shepherd. He remembered when he was taking care of sheep. He understood what it meant to be a shepherd. And in the midst of reflecting upon this reality of what a shepherd does, he reminded himself of something that was very important. The Lord is my shepherd. I want to take just a few moments today and talk to you about uh, three things that are essential to getting your perspective right, because that's exactly what David did in the midst of his crisis. He got a fresh perspective. He adjusted his perspective. So let's take a look at three things for the next few moments together that will help us to understand how to adjust the perspective in our lives, because we are going through some very distressful times. So how do we let the stress work for us instead of the stress working against us. The first thing that David did and the first thing that you and I need to do in the times of distress and, and anxiety and worry, and it's not always easy to do and it's not always uh, the first thing that we often think of in the midst of panic, but we must also always remember that the first thing that's necessary is we have to go to God, go back to God. At some point when David was fleeing from Absalom, David did what he'd learned to do earlier on in his life. He learned in the, in the lonely moments of taking care of his father's sheep on the hillsides of Judea. He learned what it meant to go to God and to spend time with God. Time and time again in the Psalms we see that David understood the power of entering into fellowship with, relationship with God, to draw near to his heavenly Father. Listen to what he said in Psalm 18, verse 6. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He understood that in the midst of crisis, you can find phrases like that all through the book of Psalms where David has an understanding of the importance of knowing how to go to God in times of crisis. So as he's losing his kingdom, that is from his perspective at that moment, as his relationship with his son Absalom is stressed out and basically broken, irreparable, David goes to this wilderness event and this wilderness environment. And he says, in this situation, I've got to get back to God. I've got to find the one who's going to be the shepherd of my life. I love Psalm 36 verse 9. It says, you're a fountain of cascading light and you open our eyes to light. What that means is this. God, when we get in his presence, gets us out of the darkness and back into the light. You know, when you're going through stress, things get real dark on the inside of your mind. There's hopelessness, there's like a lot of darkness that begins to capture your soul. And it's only when we get into the presence of God that his light begins to bring us back into light as well. So this stressed out David made the choice that he was going to go to God. Now you and I need to do the same. I would encourage you today that whatever you're feeling in your life right now, whatever's going through your heart and mind, the darkness of those emotions that you're feeling at times right now with all the stress around us, let's make the decision to go back to God. Now here's the question I want to talk to you about just for a moment, then I'll tell us how to do this. But why do we not do that? Why do we not go back to God? You know, sometimes we're just so reluctant for, for various reasons to actually make God our first resort. And the reason is because I think several things. Number one, we're, we're, we're kind of ignorant. We forget the fact that God loves us and really does care about us. I think there are times that we're actually even too proud to go to God. We think, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to get through it. It may be that we don't really know how to pray. We might have heard about prayer, but when it comes time to really pray for ourselves and, and press into God and get to know Him in a personal way. We, we just haven't developed that aspect of our lives, and so we feel incapable of doing it. Sometimes we're just in a place where we, we kind of are putting our trust in other people rather than God. 
But David had to come to this moment and say, God, I know that you're available to me. I know that you care for me. And I know that I'm weak now in this moment. I really need your help. And I'm going to cry out to you. I may not be the best prayer in the world, but I'm going to pray in the way that I can. And I'm going to not turn to other people to solve this for me. I'm not going to turn to other things to be my source of strength. God, I'm turning to you. So let's talk about a, a moment. Just what does it mean to draw near to God? God's not far away from you. He's near to you. To go to God means that you're actually able just to reach out to Him. It doesn't mean that you have to have a lot of religious ritual or know a lot of even, you don't even have to know a lot of the Bible. What you have to know is that there's a God who loves you, that cares about you, and He's available. And He promises in His Word that if you will draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. He's close to you. An old song used to, used to say he's as close as the mention of his name, that as soon as you mention his name, he's right there. So can I encourage you today that as, as David did in this terrible crisis he was facing in his life, he made the decision, the Lord is my shepherd. He turned his attention away from his problem to the solution. And the solution was not a human solution. The solution was a relationship with God. Go to God. Number two, the second thing you have to do in the times of crisis to adjust your perspective. See, going to God helps you to adjust just your perspective. And the second thing you have to do, are you ready for this? The second thing you have to do is you have to give up control. Boy, that's a big one, isn't it? You know, so many times when we're going through the, the trials of life, we, we want to control things. And, and control is not a bad thing. If you can control something and handle it well, it's a, it's a positive thing. A lot of bad things happen when things get out of control. But on the other side of things, there are things that you cannot control. And when we try to control things that we cannot control, uh, it's going to create all kinds of problems for us. In fact, think about when you're trying to control something that you can't control, you're trying to do the impossible, okay? You're trying to do something you're not even capable of doing. If I told you to, to maybe push a 20-ton a rock, and you say, you go, you can do everything possible to push that 20-ton rocket. You can't push it. Why? Because it's beyond your capability. And so when it comes to certain things in life, they are beyond our control. We can do what we can control, but what we can't control, we have to know how to handle those situations. And the best way to handle them is by giving them to the one who can handle them. Because when you try to control what you cannot control, you're going to not only be, be, be frustrated, but you're also going to be, you're going to be fatigued. You're going to wear yourself out mentally, emotionally, physically, every way possible. You're going to wear yourself out because you're trying to control what you can't control. I love what happened with David here. Here's, here he is in a situation he has no more control. He's out of his kingdom. He's out of his, 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 his capital city, Jerusalem. He's, he's now in the wilderness. He's running for his life. He's not sure what's going to happen. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that David can do to control any part of his life. He can't, he can't guard his turf. He could not guard his, his territory, his interests. He could not even protect his own reputation. Things were out of control. But David comes to this point in his life, in his journey, in this situation and says, I know one thing, God is in control. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. When he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I want you to note something. He put himself in a very unique position. See, he was, he was actually the shepherd king of Israel. He, he knew what it was to rule over people. He had to control lots of things as the king of Israel. But in this situation, David could not control everything. David realized, I'm no, I'm no longer the shepherd. 
I'm the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. And that's a really big shift in our lives that when we're trying to deal with things that are out of our control, that we realize that we have to realize that what's out of our control is not out of God's control. We have to shift positions from being a shepherd to being a sheep. And David understood what it was to take care of sheep and how sheep needed to respond to a shepherd. So he declares, the Lord is my shepherd. And with him being my shepherd, I know that I'm going to have everything that I need. So it's so important that we actually give up control to God. Let's talk about why it's so important to give up control to God. Number one, because God is wiser than we are. He has wisdom that we don't have. Think about being on an airplane that's going through turbulence and, and you need someone that will fly you through that turbulence. You don't want an inexperienced pilot. You don't want a layperson that's flying your airplane in the midst of a crisis. You want an experienced pilot that can get you through that time. And God is the experienced pilot. He knows the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. So the reason that we give up control to God is because God knows how to do things better than we do. He is the wiser God. And he's not intimidated by the things that intimidate us. You know, kinds of things intimidate us, right? But nothing intimidates God because God is the sovereign authority of the entire world. And so what might intimidate us when we're trying to control it does not intimidate God. God is stronger than we are. Think about that for a moment. You and I are weak. We can't, so few things that we can actually control. But God is the one that put the universe in place. He's the one that controls the entire functioning of the universe and world around us. We can have our confidence in Him and give Him control over our lives. And He perfectly perfectly loves us. And as, he, as, as the God who perfectly loves us, we can have confidence and trust in Him that He can shepherd our soul. So let me remind you today, as we're thinking about this crisis point that we're in, the, the distress that we are feeling at times as we're going through the situation and season of life, realize that number one, we've got to go to God. You've got to turn to Him. Don't try to handle this by yourself. Go to God. And then when you go to God, give up control to Him. Let Him have your life. Let Him have everything that surrounds you. Now, to give up control to God, how do we do this? What, what's, what's, the, what's the practical process? Let me talk to you about some things very quickly here that'll help you to know how to actually give up control. Number one, you have to humble yourself. Say, God, I can't do it. Okay? It's okay to go to God and say, I can't handle this. God is ready for you to come to Him and say, I just can't handle this. That's called humbling yourself before God. And then you say out loud, you actually communicate to God, God, I am giving this situation to you. In fact, it might be helpful for you right now just to say those words with me. God, I'm giving my concerns, my fears to you. Verbalizing that is so very important because you're actually speaking out a commitment, speaking out words that say to God, God, I want to take my hands off of this. And that's really the third thing, to loosen your grip on things, to say, God, I can't handle it. See, when you're doing this, when you're holding your fist like this, what are you feeling in your, in your physical body? You feel tension, right? And the same is true when you hold onto things inside your soul. It creates tension inside of you and it causes all kind of additional stress for you. So we open up our hands and say, God, I can't control this. I'm humbling myself before you. I'm going to let go of the grip of this thing in my life. I'm putting it in your hands and I'm just simply going to follow whatever instructions you give me in my life. I'm the sheep, you are the shepherd. Remember that. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He shifted in his mind, his perspective from being a shepherd to being a sheep. And he knew that God as the great shepherd would, would certainly take care of him. Here's the third thing I want you to remember. Number one is go to God. Number two, give up control. Number three, the most important thing that we can do to change our perspective is to make sure that we get ready to receive from God. That's called faith. It's the recognition that God is now going to take care of us. I love this part of verse number one. Think about all that's just in verse number one. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. 
He's coming out of this environment of stress and difficulty and challenging moments. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm the sheep. He's the shepherd. I'm giving up control to him. And then he made this statement, I lack nothing. I have everything that I need, he says. What David recognized was this. When God was in control, he could have the confident assurance that exactly what he needed in his life would be there. A good dad takes care of his kids. A good father takes care of all the issues in a child's life that the child doesn't need to worry about. And a good shepherd takes care of all the needs of his sheep. And David realized that God was his shepherd, that the one that was with him was the one who was able to carry him through these most difficult circumstances of his life. You know, the the Apostle Paul, Reminds us of this in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28. I want you to listen to what he says when he gives us these words of encouragement. And again, it's all about going to God. It's all about making sure we give up control. And it's all about getting ready to receive, know that God's going to take care of you. And Paul made this statement, Romans 8, verse 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. If you're feeling weak right now, know that God by His Holy Spirit is ready to help you. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And here's the verse I want you to, I want you to be captured with today. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. I believe that's exactly what David was believing as he's in that wilderness. He's saying, God, I'm coming to you. I've come to you many times and you've never failed me. I'm giving up control. I can't handle this situation. Absalom is doing all kinds of things. I have no control over right now, but I know that you do. I'm putting my confidence in the ability that you have, God, to control. I'm the sheep. You're the shepherd, God. And then he says, now I know that I have everything that I need. All things are going to work together for my good. Let me encourage you to remember those things as you're going through the season of your life right now and be reminded of the fact that if it worked for David, it will work for you. God is not a respecter of persons. He loves you just as he did David. Would you join me as you pray together right now and ask God to help us to get these things deep into our heart in this moment and bring the peace to us that we need so that peace is in and peace then can flow out of us to others around us. Lord, today we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for this reminder today of the, of the power that you have and the care that you have for our lives and the way that you help us to adjust our perspective in these moments, in these times of trial and difficulty and, and crisis that we go through. And Lord, I pray for each person today in the name of Jesus that might be watching this very important message. I pray, Lord, that you'll help every one of us to turn our attention toward you just as David did. Help us to run to you, God, to know that you're available for us, that you're not far, you're not distancing yourself from us, but you're available to us. And Lord, I also pray that you'd help us to, to do that very difficult thing as human beings sometime. And that's, that's to give up control and to realize that we're not the shepherd, we're the sheep. And you are our shepherd, as David realized, that the Lord is the one who is going to take care of us. And Lord, help us to get ready to receive, to be aware of the fact that you now are going to provide everything that we need in our lives. So we can put our confidence and our trust in you, that you're the one that's able to make all things work together for the good of those that love you and those that are called according to your purpose. God, I pray that in this moment, that peace would be imparted to your people, that peace would be imparted to every person that's watching this today. And God, I pray that as peace goes in, that peace would flow out of us to the people around us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. 
I would like to close today by giving you an opportunity to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me right now? Right where you are, just simply bow your head with me and I'm going to give you a prayer to pray and you can simply speak this prayer out, whisper this prayer out and from the sincerity of your heart, call upon God and I promise you that He will hear and answer you. So let's pray together. Start by simply whispering the name Jesus. Let there come uh, from your heart just the declaration of His name. Say, Jesus, I know that, that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short with you. I'm sorry for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are God's Son. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you rose from the grave, that you are alive today. Now pray these words. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a new start in you. I commit my life to you in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says that when we call upon God's name, we call upon the Son of God, there is salvation that comes to our lives. He changes us from the inside out and you become a new creation. All things pass away, all things become new. And that's exactly what has happened to you today. Your next step really is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church. And you begin to study God's Word, get God's Word in you, and to make sure that you get a copy of the Bible if you don't have one and begin to read it. Spend some time every day in prayer. And I would encourage you also to check out the resources on our website that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. You can find them at church-redeemer.org. Get those into your hands. Get started in your new life with Jesus Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time. If you've prayed with a pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to church-redeemer.org slash a new you. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.